All right, welcome back to the QW podcast. This is six, number six. Really getting into the swing of things, and actually, really, like, I feel like there's almost a routine. Like when I set up, now I know what I'm doing and everything. It feels nice. Yeah, so, I mean, um, I, I'll introduce myself. I'm Adam. Yeah. Um, Adam Bridges. I am the Adam Bridges, the Adam Bridges according to my Instagram. <laughs> uh, I am a sophomore at Boise State, technically a junior, credit wise. So. But yeah, I've been, I have, I have my own sports show named Sports and Stuff. Been doing it for, I don't even know. I think over, I think it's, we've been doing it for well over a year. I think two years now. Okay. Um, so, uh, unfortunately have gone through many ups and downs of <laughs> doing a podcast. Dude, it's tough. Dude, it's rough. Okay. Do you know what the wor- the hardest part about doing, like starting a podcast is? It's not the, like set up or anything it's just consistently doing it doing it yeah and getting people to come on that actually like they have something to talk about yeah like i mean the thing is is that everyone and you'll notice this as you like progress everyone's like yo get me on the podcast and then it's like you're like yeah sure and then when it comes to actually scheduling something and getting it through they fall through all the time and it's like you know if you want to go on the show you gotta you know and I mean, we've been lucky enough, me and Carter, uh, we've been lucky enough for our show where we do have that duo consistently to where even we don't mainly fall into that issue where it's like, if you're trying to do a a podcast with one person, it's like, you know, you kind of rely on having a conversational type of aspect to it. Um, That's worked for me, but there's also so many podcasts that do have like one person and one host. I personally, with my personality style, could not do one host. When I started my podcast, I tried to do it with one person just by myself. Okay. And I – it was like, I was going to ask bad. about that. So you started it and then you hit up Carter and you were like, hey, I need a co-host. Um, so originally I started – I knew I wanted to do a podcast in my senior year of high school. And so I ended up just kind of getting into it. And that's the biggest step is just actually – Doing it. Yeah, you can plan for forever, but you got to get your shit together and do it. Yeah. Uh, and that's the biggest issue is like, you know, when you're starting a podcast or starting anything, everyone has these plans and everyone has these big ideas, but it's only the very few that actually take the first step. Right. And that's what separates you a ton. Um, but for me, my very first one was called AB Sports Image. And it was rough. I drew my logo. It was really brutal. Our colors were, or our colors, my colors were, I think it was yellow, black, and gray. I went for like the Batman look, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I thought that was like right when Dark Knight. Have you just seen Dark Knight or something? (laughs) I don't know why. I thought those were good colors. I mean, it's funny because yellow has, isn't uh, like, I absolutely do not like yellow. But it's been the consistent color that got carried over from my last podcast. That's funny. It pops, though. Yeah, I mean, it works. Uh, yeah. Now we're McDonald's colors with the red and, red and oh, yellow. Oh, I didn't so. even think about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I didn't realize it when I did the time. Red, the only reason we chose red was because that was my favorite color. Okay. Uh, and basically, it's kind of funny now that I realize that because in the moment when I chose those colors, I'm like, oh, yeah, these, are, these look good. But then every time I try to do, like, merchandise or anything, I'm like, this just looks like a McDonald's jersey. This just looks like a McDonald's hoodie. Damn. But, um, yeah, I ended up doing that. And, you know, I had my computer, my laptop. I would just sit up on there. 
I had microphones. My, these are way better than the microphones I started off with. They're these were like actually these, dirt cheap. Really? Yeah, I got both with like the stands and the power supply and everything for like seventy bucks or something. Really? Yeah. Mine, because uh, my biggest issue was I didn't have a mixer board, um, and I was just trying to figure out because most microphones that these for podcasts are these XLR cables. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I get? my microphones to connect to my computer. Yeah. So I ended up buying USB microphones, which USB microphones, horrible. They're really really? bad. They're bad. I've had um, one of my other friends, shout out to AJ, he had a podcast. I don't know if he still does it or not, but he was telling me to try the USB ones because I was having a hard time with these when I was kind of like first getting going. Mm -hmm. But it's gotten better now that I have figured out how to edit the audio a little better. If I'm going to be honest, I do not know how to edit audio. Really? I What we do um, is we use a mixer board. Uh, do you know what a mixer board is? Yeah. yeah like it, uh, It's so much nicer because you can kind of like dial it in. And it saves so much time too because if you can dial it in properly, you don't really need to do much audio editing. And audio editing is my least favorite thing to do whatsoever. I mean, video is better because you have that visual aspect. For, for audio, I'm like, oh gosh yeah. it's brutal just listening to it and it's like oh <laughs> the first couple podcasts i did i i kind of overdid it like on the like i tried too hard to edit it yeah and the last couple uh i did one with jacob seppa oh yeah he said something on there that i had to crop out but <laughs> the last couple i just kind of like okay you amplify the sound you condense it good to go good mm-hmm. enough yeah i mean that's basically all you should probably really be doing with audio. Um, I mean, you could get fancier later on, but just at least getting the audio like good is like the first thing. And once you can do that, it's like you're fine. Yeah. But when, when did you start doing video? Oh, um, well, when we so when I first made my transition from my very first podcast, it it was bad and I didn't enjoy doing it, so I just cut it out. I just stopped doing it, mm-hmm. and then when I got my job as the sports reporter for uh boy states like student media the like a, the radio general manager was like hey you know you talked about this show why don't you do a show for us and we just kind of went from there and my original co-host was actually a close friend of mine that i had but he sucked he was bad at like just any form of like having a conversation so it didn't work well Carter because Carter he actually wanted to find a roommate for his first year and he reached out to me but I was like oh sorry I'm living with my parents so mm-hmm. but we still kept in touch because he ended up um, we ended up talking about sports and if I'm going to be honest I thought Carter was weird when he first talked to me I was like dude this guy's super weird this yeah. is strange I don't know if I want to you know keep on talking to this dude but we just we just kept on talking and then uh, we ended up meeting up at the the Boise River Cafe or no it was yeah, it was Boise River Cafe, the BRC, uh, when it was called still the BRC. And we just had a – it just connected. Our very first conversation just con- clicked. That's cool. And it was weird because we were complete strangers. And Dang. we just got luck. Like I just got lucky because we just as strangers just con- connected really – I mean we weren't really – like we've talked – we talked over like text. But that was the first time we met in person and we just – I mean 76 episodes and now like yeah. been – um, doing well for vi- uh, the transition from audio to video. Uh, since the Pulse is a radio station, they were more f- primarily focused on 
uh, audio, mm-hmm. but we wanted to do a jump from audio to video because I wanted to promote the most off of TikTok. Yeah, it's way easier to clip it if you already have the video. Yeah. Because I did one um, – I had a really good podcast. I felt really good about it with this guy that I know through coaching baseball named Travis. Mm-hmm. And I had to like montage a whole bunch of random ass pictures together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm looking into doing video. It's just I, I would feel awkward only having one angle for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean the uh, with the audio, the I saw that like a clip that you made where it was like putting all like the photos and everything together, mm-hmm. and I saw that. And I'm like, you know what? I figured that out after we moved to the video that you could do that. Because before, what we just did was I just put a blank photo and posted it. Yeah. And it was bad. Like, it it didn't have any draw. But that has a ton of draw because it has a ton of motion and everything mm-hmm. with the video. Right. And I, I was like, man. Like, I was like, man, Quinn already found that out quick. I'm <laughs> like, he found that out way quicker than I, I did. Like, yeah, because when I put them on YouTube, it's just like the – sometimes it'll have little – like a – I don't know. It keeps track of the sound volume, so oh, it does yeah. like the the waves, you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is just the still image. Yeah, and I get like a few YouTube views, but it's like I wouldn't sit there and yeah, an like and I mean it's better with YouTube if you have like the premium and you can just have it like listen to it as like a podcast. Where on Spotify you can put it in your pocket on yeah. your phone and you can just be chilling with it. But on YouTube, that's kind of where it gets rough. Is because I mean you can't exit out of the app. Mm-hmm. Unless you have premium just to listen to it. But we, we ended up making that transition. And well, we were lucky enough because we were, in, in a sense, we are kind of like baby fed all like the, the equipment that we needed. <laughs> because when we first started, or when I started, I had like the bad microphones and I had like the... Like I said, they're way worse than this. Like they're bad, bad. They're probably like ten bucks on like oh, on Amazon. Like it is hard plug-in. to put money into something that doesn't generate any money. Yeah, I mean that was the brutal part. And I mean we're now starting to get to the point where we're able to make money. But we um, when we we had just like access to the equipment, which was really like awesome for us and we had the like nice microphones because they already had a preset studio in my office and then when it came to video it was it was weird for them because they never done it before and we wanted to do it and we also have a division in the office which is specifically for video and photo content and we have a full they have like five thousand dollar cameras and stuff in there and they, they put, like, a ton of money. Because, I mean, it's student media. Yeah. So, I mean, you would assume they would. And that was their very time. Because they only basically did just take photos for the newspaper. And that was it. So, when I asked them to do this project, they were kind of more than willing to help. Because they didn't do anything like that before. And it gave them more things to do, yeah. I guess. Plus excuses to get nice stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it was, like, it was really cool. And, like... uh when we first started, we ended up having this weird table. It was like just like a foldable table, and yeah. we just put the camera in front, and it we just ro- we just rolled with one camera, and then we once we we did a litter stint where we had to sit because of COVID policies. We had to sit on other sides of this table, so mm-hmm. it was a table. We had to sit on the very complete opposite ends, and we had to record. 
a camera recording Carter and a camera recording me because we couldn't get both of us in the same shot. Uh, uh, that's when I started, when I wanted to start a podcast was during COVID. So I bought like all these six foot extension cords oh, yeah. and everything to, to be able to space it out. I actually put one out. Um, man, it was probably actually during 2020. I did my first podcast and I did it with this guy that we're not friends with anymore, but we Oof. did it on like the, the MLB trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So like when I started this, like, like restarted it, I couldn't use that one because it was all two years ago at the trade deadline. Yeah. That's the rough part with like talking about sports on a podcast is the, the light, the shelf life of it is bad. That's true. Like if you look at our TikTok, most of our clips are either trivia questions, like our sports trivia or our like stuff episodes because okay. that typically has like the longer shelf life. Yeah. So I mean, you record twice a week, right? Yeah. So it's, one of them is sports and then the other one's just random crap. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, it started because we played off the name. The name came because when I pitched the idea or when we were talking about making the show, I was like, I don't know what we want to do. I just want to talk about sports and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, that sounds like a great name. And I'm like, what? And then they're like, sports and stuff. And I'm like, Sure. It kind of is a great name. I mean, I like it so much better than uh I like it so much better than AB Sports Image when I started with because it sounds like a it sounds like a pro image like Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I thought, like a printing company. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, they would sell like I don't know, like a paper or sell like sports apparel or something yeah, t-shirts like t-shirts with your own logo on yeah. it. Yeah. Like yeah. It's it sounds really it's not really bad, so I didn't like it. Uh and I it does have its caveats where when you ask when someone asks like, Oh, what's your short name? and it's like sports and stuff, they either say they put sports I in stuff, sports uh, and stuff, or mess it up somehow. And it's I mean, there's some issues with that, but I mean I like it. It's been fun to have, so easy to market. Yeah, I mean, it's easier to say too and remember mm-hmm. because sport people typically like to put in stuff at the end of their sentences. Yeah. So, and it has that like alliteration with the s s, you know. So, how far? How many episodes did you have before you started to like actually kind of advertise for it and try to get more listeners? Did you kind of did you shoot for the moon right away? Uh, I mean, we. That's a good question. I, yeah, as soon as we started, I started, as soon as we started, I made the TikTok, but it was also kind of uh, weird because I, our original pages just were repurposed AB Sports Image pages. So on our, like, they're, I think they're gone now because I hid, like, privated all the previous ones, but we have videos on, like, our page that are from, like, when I first did the stuff that would be really cool to put out like if it keeps growing yeah yeah once it it gets a little bigger if you put those out people would kill for it it was i mean i was watching back to them and they're bad or you do like a patreon thing where you release one and then people that only people that subscribe to you can see it yeah i mean they'd have to be a sucker to pay for those videos they're (laughs) they're brutal (laughs) i mean if they if they're interested in that i mean sure but yeah, I mean... I'm sure there's some girls that would pay for extra Adam Bridges content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, with my check mark now. Oh, oh yeah, oh. for sure. 
I can't but, believe you got verified with 1,500 followers. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I just look. Well, I uh, it popped up on my page to get, like, verified. And I'm like, uh, what? And I was confused myself. And then it just kind of... Uh, it just showed up. I filled it out, and then the next day, sure enough, I then, saw the blue check mark, and I go. I wonder if they're going for it because Twitter is making people pay now. Yeah, I I have no idea. I mean, it just kind of popped up on my thing. Did you see I don't, LeBron said that he's not going to pay the five dollars? Is he? Yeah, he really? said he's not going to be verified anymore because he's not paying five bucks a month to Twitter. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I I mean, I feel like it's not that much value, especially to him. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, it's just a check mark, but that check mark is a little bit more valuable to me than to him because of that surface level type of view. Because everyone knows LeBron James. Like, or there's going to be a billion LeBron James like burner accounts. Yeah, that's or, like, true. People pretending to be him. Someone gets verified as like a LeBron James meme page. Yeah, or something. I mean, and like at that point, it doesn't really affect him as much because it's like he's already he's already established himself. And it's like for people who are wanting to establish themselves, it's bigger. Yeah. But who who knows? Um, but going back to like the sports and stuff thing, we wanted to talk about both, and we just didn't have enough time to talk about like just random game because we wanted to play games on our show, and that would be like the sports sections, and oh. uh, we just enjoyed talking about music and pop culture and just random headlines and everything that includes that. And we also wanted to have guests on, but the thing is, is that it was harder to have guests on for full episodes because either they're very adamant about sports or they're very adamant about talking about random stuff. Yeah. So it was very hard. So we ended up making the split, but it was a bigger time commitment and it is a really big time commitment because we have, if you think about it, so we record on Mondays and Wednesdays and get our episodes out on Wednesdays, Fridays. So we have like a day and like a half to get our episodes out. Yeah. And that's like editing all the video, editing all the audio, getting the thumbnails. Is it just YouTube? Yeah. I mean, we have uh, we have a guy that helps edit our videos. His name is Colby. Uh, he, he's been with us for a little bit. So he's, he's edited a couple of our videos. But that kind of just takes the pressure off me. I edit mm-hmm. most of our videos. Like all of our clips on TikTok are all me. Okay. Um, all of our most of our social media presence is basically me as well. Carter's doing the transition where he's going to be taking over Instagram and TikTok, and I'll be doing our YouTube and doing a full push for that. Okay. But I mean, once we because we are trying to land sponsorships and we have one secured now, uh, but after that, once we're able to start bringing in more money and start and not like just throwing money at like equipment and everything, right? It kind of It'll get to the point where we're able to buy or, you know, pay people to help us out, which is going to help us grow exponentially because we'll have more bodies on doing videos and not just me <laughs> having to grind out. So you're a busy dude. Yeah, dude, it's – I think you've seen – have you seen my calendar? Mm-hmm. It's bad. Like I have to like delegate time specifically to edit videos. Like this week – I've been up till like 2 a.m. just editing videos. And then I have to get up at like 8 a.m. to like go to my classes and everything. So it's been – this has been a busy week for just like main sports stuff. And it's also like when you get a video that pops off, you feel more inclined to push more videos out. That dopamine release. Yeah, and it's like – 
Um, and it's also harder because it's like if you don't have a video on like set, because typically what I like to do is have videos the day before edited so I can just quickly throw them up. Um, but today I didn't and I had that video go pretty well. So I'm like, I want to capitalize off that and post like at an optimal time when you do that. And it was, yeah, I was going to scramble in. And plus, you know, um, I was on an hour and a half phone call that should have been just like 30 minutes before this too. Yeah. So I was like, man, but do you ever, I don't know how it works as far as liability and everything. If you have, like we're drinking the Chaco goes, but if you have those on video, like, is that okay? Uh, so with sponsorships, it is kind of a slippery slope. Uh, I did talk to he runs the NIL for Boise State, so like the name, image, and likeness, helping all the athletes get sponsored brands. Because I thought that he maybe be able to get us leads, which he did. But uh, he did kind of mention that you have to be cognizant because you can't you can you can only sell the brand that you're doing, mm-hmm. but you cannot uh, advertise anything else. And the specific example he gave was for if we wanted to do a sponsor segment where we name the segment after um after i don't know like a specific company like let's say we did like an energy drink we couldn't associate directly the name of boise state with the energy drinks because the energy drinks aren't sponsored or they're not affiliated with Boise State okay um and that's why for do you know who BJ Reigns is I don't think so he's uh he runs blue no he runs Bronco Nation News so he does his own uh news for Boise State okay he cannot since he's not affiliated with Boise State he cannot technically name any of his things Boise State and when once he does a giveaway for like Boise State tickets he cannot say specifically the Giving away free tickets to the Boise State game, he has to say, "Giving away Boise State or giving away tickets to the big game," Damn. and kind of like, how do you find out you can't do that? Um, it's basically just you have to pay for uh, affiliation, right? But like, how did he know that? Oh, he well, he just knows that he can't specifically say Boise State, um, so he just found a loophole. Did they tell it. him that he couldn't? Yeah, I mean, because that's what I'm scared. Of. I'm scared I'm going to say something that's like, well, I'll I mention mean, a brand and they'll be like, "Hey, you couldn't do that." And that would be more of a concern if, like, you. I mean, if you're talking about it and you mention a brand, what are they going to sue you? Like, they're not going to sue you for just mentioning their brand. And I mean, what they can't even sue you if you like trash a brand. Like, let's say we have an energy drink and we just hate it. It's just like just absolutely trash it. They can't sue you because you still have the freedom of being on media and stating your opinion. Okay. Uh, so they can't like you don't can't hate do the that. Choco Go, do you? What? You no, don't hate are, this, do you? No, these are good. This is the healthiest energy drink you can get right there. Really? Yeah. Not gonna lie, it tastes like flavored water a little bit. I can see that. I like it. I don't get like the jitters or crash or anything. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's all if you look at the ingredients, it's actually super clean. I went to I get them at GNC yeah. in the. The lady at GNC, dude, this was crazy. She said, um, this is the only product that they have in the store that doesn't have some kind of weird chemical. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And she some kind like, of weird chemical? Oh, she was no. Like, no. Well, she knew the name, but I don't know it. And then she said that it causes night blindness. Like, people are getting more. If you take all these supplements and stuff, you get 
like worst vision at night. Really? Yeah. Oh, she wow. said basically everything they sell, except for Jocko Go. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Like even like let's say like Prime, like the new. Oh, dude, I'm not. I don't know what's in that, but they do have it, and she didn't exclude it, so I would guess so. Man, that's crazy, and that's concerning because I I only drink Prime now. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh my god, I'm dude. not even gonna cap. I'm not gonna touch it, dude. Like I uh, so I used to be a really big um. I used to be a really big monster in just the one flavor. Like I, when I first started drinking energy drinks, I had one. Uh, I know it wasn't monster; it was Rockstar. I just one Rockstar flavor. It was their like cherry or fruit punch or whatever. And then I went to Bang Energy Drinks, and then, and then I went to like I just tried Prime recently, and I'm like, you know, might as well. And I actually liked them. <laughs> like, so I'm now not- I only get those. I'm not buying anything those guys sell. Really? Yeah. Dude. Because they... Did you hear about the big uh, crypto scam they did? Yeah, with Logan Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those people didn't get their money back. He said he was going to refund it. I know. He never did. Yeah, I mean, I... You know, it's it's kind of rough because I like KSI. I don't like Logan Paul. I think he's an absolute, you know, manipulator. Yeah. So it's like, you know, kind of have to balance that. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it. Like... For the most part, you know, their lemon lime is probably my favorite. I don't okay. know of any other lemon lime flavored energy drinks. I don't know, does Jocko have? I mean, these yeah. are the first time I've heard about this, and they're pretty good. Um, even looking at some of like the the supplement facts and stuff like that, it seems pretty pretty legit. He's like, got a whole line of stuff now. They do uh, they do a pre workout. I think they do a post workout. They do creatine. Uh, just today or yesterday, he came out with a protein cookie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Man. I mean, I don't normally get the, like, effect of any energy drinks, like, you know, like, crashing or anything like that. Yeah. If I'm going to be honest. Uh, or even, like, shakes. Like, some people get, like... I do. Really, I get... Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm ADD. Oh. And I think that plays into it. But, mm. yeah, I get, I get, like... I don't know. I feel like my blood sugar's off or something. I get all shaky and weak. Wow. Like, for me, I just think I, like, I go through a ton of energy throughout the whole day. Like, I'm running around every day. So, like, I mean, maybe that's why. It's just because I'm, like, absolutely just, like, running around all the time. That just, is just burn through it anyway. Yeah. Like, I mean, I did orientation over the summer. And that's when I first started drinking energy drinks was because of orientation. Because... It's brutal. I'm not even gonna lie. It's like, yeah, it's um, it's rough because how it is is um, you get up at like six a.m. and you go until ten p.m. Oh man! On the first day, and because orientation at Boise State specifically is two days, so first okay. day is six a.m. to ten p.m. Next day is depending on your shift uh, for the first morning. It could be like six AM again to like three. Jeez. So I didn't get an orientation at BSU, so this is really this is all new to me. Yeah, because oh, I transferred. Oh I yeah, was not a freshman at BSU. You oh okay yeah we well we did um when did you transfer to Boise State was it last year? No, it was two years ago now. I think was it during COVID or yeah. before uh, during COVID? Yeah. On the uh, second half, but yeah, during... Yeah, I don't think they did transfer non-true... So we, they called them TNT. Uh, so we had... 
new member or a, or new student orientation, which is like freshmen. And then we had transferred on traditional orientation, which was like, that was just a day. And that was for people who were transferring or people who uh, were typically out of that age range of like 20 to 25 oh. um, that were coming into Boise State that were, that would be like a freshman, but weren't like, you know, 18, 19, like right. typically. Like former military or something. Yeah. Um, we had those. And those went pretty well. I mean, those were way easier than the freshmen, like, dealing with those. But they're also uh, – the freshman ones are kind of fun because you got to do more because it was yeah. more time. But it was – They were uh, probably more excited, though, too. Yeah, like – Time to get out of the house. Yeah, and, like, I mean, you also got that connection because you had, like, groups. So you were, like, that person. And that's the scary part is that, like, uh, there's so many people that I had around – I had the most – freshmen in my groups like over the whole summer uh and i think i had like 400 or something oh wow so i had to i saw 400 freshmen like in my groups and that's kind of scary because it's like if they come up to you and you i mean they most people remember their orientation leader um i still remember mine from that and most people can recall like who were from college can recall pressure yeah and it's like they, you know who they are, but they definitely do not know who you are. Like, yeah. and it, that's the sad, like that's the, like the hard part is that it's impossible to remember all four hundred people's names. But I mean, um, all you can do is kind of try to like, because you make an Im- impression on them. Like my orientation leader made an impression on me, mm-hmm. and that's why I ended up applying as an orientation leader was to do that and kind of make that impact. But yeah, and. They also took it like they also used my like spark or like my preppy. You're pretty or, charismatic. Like, yeah, like you know my uplifting kind of personality where I'm like very energetic, mm-hmm. a ton. So they made me do like the door. So I was the first person they saw uh, to get like all those people who were nervous, not nervous because they see me just doing random stuff, like and associate their very first impression of Boise State. Was me dancing at the door, giving them like a, <laughs> giving them a little, uh, bracelet. Like it was. Do they? Do they, sorry to yeah. cut you off, but I would. I don't want to forget that. Do they pay you, or do they take it out of your tuition? Or no, they pay you. Okay. Uh, it was a stipend. Plus, they also gave you free iPads, so all the orientation oh. leaders got free iPads. That's pretty awesome. Um, and that was because. They had a. Uh, they didn't. They wanted you to look professional, and you also wanted you to utilize it like technology. Mm-hmm. So where, um, if you have your phone and you're looking at your phone, like, because we have a schedule, like a very tight schedule. Uh, if you're looking at your phone for your schedule, that looks like you're on a like, you're kind of disconnected from all the freshmen and everything and parents. It's just a bad look if you have your phone. But if you have an iPad and you're looking at that, (laughs) it makes you look professional. Like, it makes you look like you're doing something important if you're on your iPad rather than if you're on your phone. That's actually kind of true. Yeah, like, if you're on your phone, it looks like you're texting. But if you're on your iPad, it looks like, oh, they're legit. Yeah, that's like sending an email or something. Yeah, like, (laughs) um, it's it looked way more professional and that's why we did it. Um, Plus, I mean, you can't complain about free iPads. I still yeah. have mine. I still use mine all the time. So Heck yeah. Those things are nice. I know. They like, last forever. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that even if you return, because you can only return if you want to be a higher position. So Boise State, how they do it is you have 22 orientation leaders 
and you have three coordinators and you have three family orientation leaders slash coordinators. So, or no, two. So how that works is you have the 22. They're just the ones that help all the freshmen. You know, they're the groups. And the coordinators overlook all those people, like all the leaders. And then the family people, they are like the orientation leaders for all the families. So they do that. Uh, And they get to return. So the family orientation leaders and the orientation coordinators were previous orientation leaders of that past year. That just stayed for a second. term i guess yeah but they like to do turnout of the 22 every single year so um you can't do it a second year of just being like an orientation leader okay did you um um, were you already in student media when you were doing that too or yeah i i actually got into student media uh i got hired or got the like offered the job as a high school senior oh did you go to eagle is that what yeah okay Yep. Yeah. Uh, I saw Timberline. I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know about that. But yeah, I went to Eagle. Um, it was, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I loved Eagle. Like, I mean, obviously you have bias. Like, everyone has like some biases towards like high schools and stuff like that. Eagle's bias is like, they're the, the rich the stuck private up kids. school of yeah. public school kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, so I went to three high schools when I was in, you know, during my high school career, I guess. Uh, cause I was in California originally and then I moved. So that was my first one was my like high school in California. Then I went to Meridian high, hated it. Horrible. Dang. Worst high school here by far, in my opinion. Well, it was so bad. <sighs> Where do I get started? I mean, <laughs> the first thing that was really irritating is they just don't care. Like they just have a lack of motivation everywhere. Oh yeah. They vape openly all the time. Like, and the teachers don't care. Like, it's bad because if you walk on campus at Meridian High, you can just see vape pods or, like, jewel pods everywhere on campus. Like, Uh, once it's empty, they just dump it? They just dump it on the floor. Wow. On there. And, like, you know, they try to be slick with it by, like, hiding it in their, like, their sleeve. But they just do it openly. And it's like, dude, come on. We can see the vape cloud. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, dude, are you, and they don't get punishment for it because everyone does it. And they're kind of in this weird limbo. I mean, it, it might be different now because they're actually are good at athletics, but before they were the one school that sucked at athletics, but was just bitter because they sucked at it. And they just were competing against two really good schools like Meridian and Rocky because they're both in Meridian. Uh, or no, Mountain View and Rocky, that are like, you know, they're really good at sports. And Meridian was kind of just the middle child of those two with sports. So they kind of just got, like, neglected, disregarded. All the high schools are open enrollment here, which is kind of weird, because then, like, each high school has a specialty. Yeah. Like, Timberline is good at baseball. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, who's the basketball school? Uh, I think that's Meridian now. I mean, now... The biggest in Idaho is Lake City. Oh, Bora was pretty good at basketball. Bora's pretty good, too. Uh, I mean, Rocky used to be good at everything. Now it's Oahe. Oahe's a new high school that they're just building. But That's way out there, right? Yeah. Well, they um, it's in Meridian, but oh. like they just called it Oahe. Uh, I thought it was further out. It's, it's around here. I mean, what okay. they kind of did is... They, since it was a newer high school, they just 
all of, like the good athletes just decided to make a mega team because how they did uh, like getting people to the school was they just allowed any person at Eagle, Rocky, Meridian, Mountain View to just go to that school if they wanted to. Yeah, that's how all the high schools are. That's why they're specialized in sports because it's like, okay, if you play baseball, you're going to go to Timberline. Yeah, it's like they even do that with like school, like with uh, classes too. And that was their main intention of West Data was to have those um, dis- like distinctions. Like Centennial um, was supposed to be really good at web design. And that's why they only oh. – they're the only high school that offers web design classes. Like, Yeah, we um, definitely didn't have that. Yeah, and at Meridian – they have uh, they have the UTP, um, or no, you uh, uh, what is it? The welding and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember. Uh, they, I, I, why am I blanking? It's like that's their thing. Is like welding and like okay. mechanical stuff. Um, well, that Chat GPT thing is going to take over the web design anyway, right? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Chat GPTs, it's been, you know, it's funny because it's like just an AI that you can have a conversation with. Yeah, they had one that you could get like like intimate with, but they banned it. What? They had one that like you could customize the avatar and make this this AI chat thing like the girlfriend of your dreams and they banned it. Really? That's yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, you could. I mean, you could do what you want with that thing. I I know a friend. I'm not gonna say their name, but they were talking to ChatGPT and just like kind of just messing around with it and ta- asked it for relationship advice. And the person that they uh, like or that they're interested in was a coworker, but they didn't mention that it was a coworker. So what happened was they were talking to ChatGPT and it mentioned them as a coworker, and my Dang. friend was like, "How did they know that? <laughs> like, That's crazy. how did they know that who I was talking about is a coworker?" Does that thing like does it go into your social media? Because you know everything's kind of connected now. Where if you Google something, you get an ad for it on Facebook or whatever. Does that does ChatGPT do that? I'm not sure. I'm assuming though. Um, That's wild. <sighs> Like that stuff's scary. My buddy is in the Air Force, and he said that that thing will like do his work for him. Like he does uh, meteorology to tell pilots if it's safe to fly or like whatever. Yeah, and that th- like it has all the algorithms and stuff for his work. He just enters really? the information; doesn't really have to do as much wow. anymore. I mean, the scary part about uh, ChatGPT is for like marketing and everything. Everything is going to be like automized. Like yeah. for, um, for some like, cause I also work for the Bronco shop and I have to like make emails. Sometimes some people for those emails just type in and be like, yo, I want to have a sentence about this sale that I'm having just, and then they, they write that out. Like, yeah. And that's even scarier for like articles and journalists because you could basically be like, help me write this article about, uh, I don't know, Boise state sports. They just had a new recruit, and it would write that for you. Yeah. Like, that's, like, ridiculous. That's yeah, crazy. kids are doing that in school now. You don't even have to write essays anymore. Yeah, it writes it for you. And yeah. you can even – I'm pretty sure – I haven't tested, like, it out completely, but I'm pretty sure you could just ask, write me a six-page paper for this topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will do it. Yeah, we had family friends over last night. Shoot. Um, 
oh, they were talking about this writer who had written like a whole novel and didn't quite like the ending. So he put it all into ChatGPT and said, write me a new ending. And it did. Wow. And then he showed it to his wife and she was like, oh, yeah, this is way cooler than the one you had written. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like the biggest issue and biggest like talking point right now is AI and like things that are more human created, like AI art. Uh, I just saw this yeah. one article about how people were mad because this AI made an, like an art like photo and submitted it for and someone someone submitted it for a art like a contest and it won. Dang. And people were mad because they're like, dude, this AI won this art contest. So where do we draw the line? Like, yeah, well, is I that think really it'll art? be the same as like, like photography versus painting. Yeah, like it's just different skills. Well, even for um, some automated things now, they can like automate photos. Like they can automate photo that look realistic. Like they look like they've just been taken from a camera, Dang. and it's completely fabricated. Completely. Wow. Like, I saw this one, and it was, like, this photo. And I thought it was just a photo that someone took on a camera that was just of this dog. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a Yorkie. And it was literally afterwards, they are like, yeah, this was a completely automated image. Wow. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, How do you, you wouldn't know do that. that. That's crazy. I know. And it's, like, that's concerning. Cause like, And that's the biggest issue is, like, for artists, too, who are trying to find jobs and illustrators. They're going to have a harder time because they're going to think – why do we need to pay an illustrator that's going to take way more time Yeah, and we could just pay this like for a software, an AI software that can just quickly make these things. Like maybe they aren't as great of quality, but they're cheaper and you don't have to worry about, you know, liability. You don't have to worry about, you know, all the things that you would have to pay for like uh, health insurance and stuff like that if you hired an illustrator. I guess it would just be the novelty, like having something that someone made versus machine-made. Yeah. Kind of like people still will overpay for handmade stuff over factory-made. And I think that is – I think there has to be kind of some restrictions and like some things because I think it's going to get concerning because what's the point where they're just going to get rid of all all of our jobs for like – What's well, the argument stuff. for the universal basic income is that all yeah. of our jobs are going to be gone soon. Yeah, like, I mean, what's what's the point at that point? And like, Other than all these trade jobs, like plumbing and electricians and painters and stuff, they'll have jobs. Well, until they make a robot that can paint jobs, like paint houses, and robots that can automatically, like, fix plumbing, and toilets that can fix plumbing, like... There's there's gonna be random stuff like if that. If they make a robot that can fix your freaking plumbing, we're dead anyway. <laughs> Dude, yeah, like they're gonna do something like that. Like it's it's kind of crazy, and it's funny too because I think everyone sees this and is concerned, but everyone still makes that product that can fix that because everyone knows. Oh, if I'm the first one to make this product, I'm gonna be rich. Yeah. So like they're all making these like products that like AI that can make all these photos. But it's also dangerous because once you open the door, people know that's possible. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was possible that AI can make automated images like that. But now everyone knows now. And now they're going to work towards the next thing. Yeah. Do you see the clips where they do the AI voiceovers? Oh, yeah. Those are funny. Oh, yeah. They're hilarious. Those are so – and that's going to be – that's the scarier part too is like for – if you're putting your audio out there as much, like especially me, like – what I've had seventy six episodes at this point. Probably someone could probably take my voice and automate it. 
Oh, yeah. And they can make you say, like, stuff that, you know, you've never said, but, like, if you put that out there, people are going to take it at face value, and they're going to be like, yo, why did Adam say this? Like, That's going to be a big deal in court cases and stuff. Yeah. Like, how is that going to be put... And then that comes back where if you could prove that that was automated, that's going to be really bad for the person who made it because that's heavy libel, yeah. like heavy slander, heavy defamation. Someone um, sent me – I was talking to somebody online, just a random stranger, about the Andrew Tate trial. Oh, yeah. And she was convinced that he had left this voicemail talking about how he like thoroughly enjoyed raping this girl that said that he didn't rape her on whatever – but the voicemail was like the most monotone, like AI. Like you could tell it was all fake. Yeah, it was like people actually believe this, and you can tell right now. What's gonna What's it gonna be like when you can't actually tell? Yeah, it's like that's the concerning part. It's like where is the line, and where can you tell? But I mean, the thing that's the that I'm very like uh, relieved about. Is that I'm willing to bet that there's going to be – I mean if we're making this like high-tech technology, there's going to be an invention that's going to be even more high-tech to counter that in a yeah. way where there is probably going to be inventions that are able to track – like I don't know if it's like voice waves like – you know, there's or audio waves. Like they can tell by the specific audio waves if they're real or fake. I don't, I don't know if that's how it works, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be something that at least – uh, someone else makes that's even smarter that's going to be able to like combat that but because i mean there's always something that combats everything right like um the, the first thing that kind of comes to my mind which is really weird is like madden uh for madden 04 they made you know uh michael vick well yeah like michael vick he was running around a ton mm-hmm. and that was like that's when they added the juke move and everything and like uh that's what made it hard was people were like, dude, how do you stop this on offense or on defense? Right. And then the next year they made a thing to combat that. And that was the, the hit stick. Yeah. And so after that, like in Madden five, you know, if you had Michael Vick, you could just absolutely hit stick him and then he'd fumble. Like, yeah. and so that was the biggest com. like, you know, it made it like that seemed like a big, like cheat code invention. And then all of a sudden they just, you know, made it to where they add something to level it out, I guess. But, I don't know how deep down the rabbit hole you want to go. Oof. I don't, I'm not sure either. I'm just <laughs> along the ride. I've heard of a theory where, you know, people always talk about, like, why are we here? What's the point? Oh, yeah. I've heard um, some people think that our whole purpose is to create AI. Like, every move that we've made is just really? furthering technology. Wow. I so mean, maybe that won't balance itself out if that's the whole point of humans. Um, that's interesting because, like, I've, never, I've actually never heard of that. Um, I mean, have you seen like, uh, the Maze Runner and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Where their like whole thing was to like, uh, to be guinea pigs mm-hmm. and to be that was like, Divergent too, right? They were just oh yeah, and Divergent too. too. Mm-hmm. Like, that that was their like whole thing was to just like be there and like, and everyone keeps talking about it, like. Andrew Tate, his whole thing was like the Matrix, yeah, and like escaping the Matrix, and it's kind of concerning, but it's also like it's so hard to believe what's real and what's not real. I feel like at some points, and it's like I'm just gonna live in the woods somewhere and just do the podcast to make a little bit of money, and that's it. Yeah, like if I'm gonna be honest, I don't even. That's why I hate to be political, but there's some things that really piss me off, and it's like 
Um, that's what scares me the most, though, is that, like, you know, have you heard of the new Trump news with that? What's going on? He got indicted oh, for yeah. his, uh, his, like, thing with Stormy Daniels or whatever. Oh. Um, and with that, like, if I'm going to be honest, I don't care. Like, I don't really consider myself Republican or Democrat, but I think it's pretty stupid that they're, like, they're trying so hard to push, like, Trump into jail when it's like, you clearly know other politicians do way worse stuff yeah. than that. And they don't get anywhere near that. Like, right. the whole, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton had the emails. Joe Biden has this, like, China stuff, which, I mean, I don't know if the China stuff is real. Like, I don't care that much. And no one talks about Biden's son anymore. Yeah. Whatever like, happened to Hunter? What happened to him getting <laughs> in trouble? Like, he got caught. Like, yeah. legit, he got caught with that stuff. And it's like... If they would have anything on Trump, they would have found it by now. Yeah, and like, I mean, this is this is what they have. The man tried to get, like, almost got impeached, like, twice. Yeah. And, like, they didn't find anything to actually fully impeach him. Right. And now they have to get after he's in office to, like, paying, like, a, you know, a adult star. Like, Who can blame the man? <laughs> I mean, dude. It's the same with Tate. The, the Tate brothers have been held for forever, and there's no evidence against them either. Yeah, so far. and that's concerning because we'll it's see. like, I think, I mean, with the Andrew Tate thing, I obviously hope they didn't do it because, I mean, you you hope that people didn't, like, ever, oh, sure. like, no yeah. matter who they are, that they didn't do horrible things like that. Mm -hmm. But I genuinely think that they didn't and they're being framed because they've, they called it out. They, like, called it out. They're like, first they're going to, you know, first they're going to try to cancel you. Yeah. And then that was a viral clip. That happened mm -hmm. right after he got arrested. He's like, first they try to cancel you, then they try to arrest you. And if they unsuccessfully arrest you, then they're going to try to kill you. Yeah. And That's how you get Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Dude, I saw that clip, like, way before they got arrested. And I was like, cut the shit. This guy's just talking. Yeah, and, then they and got he gets arrested. Like, oh, man. Dude, and the same thing with Trump. Trump was like, dude, there was leaked stuff that he's going to get try to get arrested. And everyone's yeah. like, BS. And then all of a sudden this comes out now that they're indicting him and trying to get arrested. And it's like, uh, okay. Who's that? Um, oh, Greta, what's her last name? Greta Thunberg. Thunberg? Yeah, she was the she one that... She faked her arrest. It's like opposite really? ends of the spectrum. Yeah, she went to a, she went to a protest at like a coal mine or something like that. And oh, then I don't doubt she got that. arrested I mean, there, and then later footage leaked of like her joking around with the cops beforehand, and like it was so obvious, dude. It, <laughs> it's like complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I mean that's that's so crazy. Yeah, like um, and it's even funnier now because I'm in like media classes, so it's like you basically talk about propaganda and everything like that, and we watched a movie, and it was basically this. Um, this president it was all fabricated, it was all fake Like this president was dealing with these sexual assault allegations and what he did to try to get rid of, and it was like close to election, so what he did to get rid of that like publicity was he paid these like uh, movie act like uh, directors to completely fabricate the story where um, I, it was this, uh, another country was uh, kidnapping American people. And there was, like, a leaked footage of this one American girl that was trying to run away from all this, like, chaos that was happening. And 
it was like a completely fabricated thing. Like they recorded it and they showed that they recorded it and published it to try to get all like the media onto like this like fake story. Dang, that's, and I'm like, that could be real for sure. I know, and I'm like, uh, that could be completely real with anything. Like, and everyone talks about like the nine eleven like conspiracies and stuff like yeah. that, and like the moon. Like, it, it's just like I typically tend to not want to think about that stuff because then it's like it's just way too mind boggling, and it's. Do you, don't, you don't believe in any conspiracy theories at all. Mm. Uh, there's a few, but it's, like, I think I'm not, like, a passionate, like, oh, I'm avidly gonna seek to prove this, like, conspiracy. Right. Uh, I, th- I think we landed on the moon. I don't think that's fake. Um, 9-11, I sure hope it's not fake. Like, <laughs> or I sure hope no, Bush didn't stage it. Like, and I'm not gonna actively seek to push for to finding the truth that Bush did it or anything like that. Like, I'm not going to do that. But, I mean, I'm trying to think of any conspiracies. You want to hear one that... I think I'm the only one that noticed this crap. But this is one that I'll take to the grave. So, this says... I just Googled all this to fact check it the other day because I was talking to my friend Griffin about it. It says the formal voting... This is the last election, the 2020 election. Yeah. The formal voting by the Electoral College took place on December 14th. So Biden wins on the 14th. December 15th, um, the first let's see, the first vaccinated person in the U.S., December 15th. I was like, bro. Really? So, yeah. Because wow. I remember during the... Uh, during the debates, they were all calling Trump a liar for saying that the vaccine is close. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the day after. The day after. Like, you didn't even try to, like, pretend that it took a while. Yeah, like, well, my... I do think that the election had some faulty stuff with it. I mean, there's a ton of things that are swirling around, but, what, like, um, a ton of votes all of a sudden at, like, midnight? Like, yeah. I mean, I I, I think I both sides that. do it, though. Yeah, I think... If you're not cheating, you're I think not that's trying. like, yeah. I mean, and we've obviously caught like, po- like politicians cheating before. Yeah. Like, I mean, the whole reason that uh, Nixon got, you know, impeached was because he cheated. Like, and they caught him because he was like spying on the other campaign. Yeah. So, I think, and it's like high stakes because it's like president of the United States. That's a lot. I know. Like, I mean, if you lose, you spent a ton of money to lose. Like, right. That's. That's the worst part, and that puts a dent in your pocket. And if you lose once, like, that's it. Yeah. Like, I mean, why would you try to run again and spend so much money just to lose again? Right. Like, well, I, I mean, I I still believe that there, like, there's, like, some foul play, I feel like, in that election. Um, one that I, I believe, which is, like, completely different, is I think that, okay, Drake's my favorite artist of all time, like... He's he just has a chokehold on me. I'll fight you on that. Really? Yeah. Who's what? Do you hate Drake? Yeah. Really? I think that. Yeah. I think there's people that record labels decide to make famous. Well, I think that they do that with TikTok and social media too. Yeah. They because, uh, like the Demilios, they they like, I mean, they already had like stuff planned to where you know. They already have their own TV show, like drama TV show, 
everything like that. So, I mean, I... I think that's Drake, though. I think he's, like, they picked him. Really? Yeah. Why do you think they picked him? Because uh, he doesn't... I don't know. I don't listen to him a bunch, but it doesn't seem like he ever actually says anything in his songs. Like, they're not actually about anything. I'm going cap on that. That's the that's reason I love him. It's because of the stuff he talks about in his songs. Like what? Um, I... Okay, so my top two or three songs that I like from Drake are uh, my number one that's been like my number one song for like the past three years is 5am in Toronto. And that song, it... I love it because it like talks about how he's like he feels like he's kind of like getting disregarded for all the stuff he's done and he's like he's like dude I've been here on like number 1 like working my like butt off for forever and people are coming in saying like I'm garbage and like that I don't deserve anything that I have it's for a reason and <laughs> oh my god and uh that's what I kind of like is like that kind of motivation where it's like, oh, I'm gonna prove these people wrong type of thing. And for Drake too, he also sings about like, he, he I mean, for his like, he has two moods. I feel like he has his like very sad songs, like where he talks about like his failed relationships, which I could get in a whole another level about that. But oh, I relate to that. But very original, Adam. I know, yeah, very original. Um, and then he the also breakup song. Yeah, like, yeah, he he sings about those quite a bit and like field relationships, and he's like, you know, well, oh, they made a mistake type of thing. Like, I'll I'll show them. Oh, they liked me then, but not anymore type of things. But and he also has those like ear, like he's pissed, like that he's like, dude, I'm I'm gonna prove these people wrong type of thing. So that's why I like him. Uh, and I kind of he just kind of got chokehold on me from all those, but I just don't really get why. He's always at the top of the charts. Like, there's nothing unique about him. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like um, it's part of, part of that is the namesake, where he's already built a name for himself. Where if someone, if you just ask a common fan of uh, like NBA, who's your favorite player? They're probably going to say LeBron, yeah, just from the namesake, and they know him. But I think that. Um, I think that also helps, but, um, I think, I don't know. I mean, I, I have kind of like a, a mindset where it's like, I like him for a specific reason. If he wasn't number one on the charts, I probably still would like him, but I probably wouldn't have known about him. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but at least like with LeBron, there's something that's like obviously special. Like he's that is so true. strong and so mobile for how big he is. Yeah, I. That is a good question, but I feel like that's with like every artist. Like, why did I don't know? Like, why did Ariana Grande become like she's hot? <laughs> like, or why did um I don't know? Why did ever like why did Twenty One Savage become a like become a big artist. Don't ask. I me. think it's because people you know, and I think that's a big thing too. Well, because he that's had true. Lil Wayne, like yeah. that was his thing, and like uh, there's a ton of people, like especially on air now, like the broadcasters, like play by play for certain sports where they suck. Like I'm oh not gonna my lie, God, yeah. But they get in there because of the people they know, and I think that's also what helps is because they get people who they know, they get the right connections, they get people who can 
who have power and they, they help them out, like promote their stuff, promote everything they do. So I was going to ask about baseball announcers because I have a couple in mind that are really bad, but you don't even have a baseball in your logo, do you? No. Do you guys talk baseball? We have a ba- well, we have a baseball bat. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. I didn't see it fully. Um, well, it's kind of funny now because I, growing up, I was a big baseball fan when I was little, and we were big Angels fans. I didn't even know what football was at that point. Uh, but then it's funny because baseball is my second favorite sport now, um, but I never played it when I was little because uh, when we wanted to try to find sports – my brother is not into sports, so it was really hard for them to find a sport that he liked because he didn't like any. And he hopped around a ton. And for me, I just always followed in what he was doing. So when I first started playing sports, I played soccer because that was the first one he wanted to, or that he, they decided to, you know, have him try out. And I was, I was all right at soccer. And I was like, oh, this is fine. At least he gives me something to do. And I like running around. So that was fun for me. And then. Uh, but that came right after he hated T-ball. So he tried T-ball, didn't like it. And I was too young to play T-ball at that point. So when I was first like old enough to play a sport, was soccer. And then he played soccer for a year or two, didn't like it. They just gave up. And good man. I, if what, yeah. I said good man. And I ended up stopping playing soccer because I didn't, you know, because he stopped, which I didn't care. And then I ended up picking up soccer a year later because I'm like, you know, I just want to do something. I want to be more active. And I played it and it was all right. My last year I hated because uh, our team sucked. We didn't win a game. We didn't win one game. Like it was that bad. Uh, And I wasn't good at at soccer by any means. I'm not athletic. Like I try to. Um, The only reason I'm pretty good at football is because I've done it for so long. But I, you know, I randomly just tried football out of nowhere because I saw a game and I always had this like association with football that football was cool. I don't know where it came from, but that was always the association. And I watched football and I was like really interested in it. And I started to play it, uh, which is surprising that my parents let me play football, but never pushed me to try baseball. Like, don't know why. Like, but I've heard parents say like, I'm not going to let my kid play football. Mm hmm. Like, it's weird because um, they were really – well, they were nervous about it because obviously, like, football's a very physical sport. But um, they never pushed me to do sports like my brother did because I kind of was always, like, outgoing in a sense to where I actively seeked it. And since I only knew soccer, that's why I tried to go back into soccer was because that was the only sport I knew at that point. Okay. Um, and I never tried, like – Baseball never crossed my mind. And then when it came to football, like I watched the game, I was interested in it and I already had that kind of pre-established notion that it was kind of cool. And I'm like, oh, I might as well try it. And then I tried flag. I loved it. Um, then I went to two – or I went two-hand touch, then flag. And then – because they w- they wanted to really see that if I liked it to do two-hand touch and then flag and then uh, tackle. And I ended up doing tackle for like seven or eight years. But um, – I mean, I was really good when I was little because I was playing against people who were like three or four years younger than me. Oh. And when I got to like high school, it was like people my age and I was really like smaller compared to like my age. Um, so that kind of sucked. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it worked out because that's what got me into sports broadcasting was even when I did play when I was little, I would do broadcasts in my, in my head. Like I'd oh, be like, cool. I'd be like, 
Oh, and there there goes Bridges with the sack or something like that. Like, whatever I did, I would narrate what I'm doing in my head. That's crazy. And gonna, Oh, go ahead. Yo, what were you saying? Go for it. Um, and it was funny because that's when I, when I knew that I wasn't good enough to play, you know, like, in college. Or it just wasn't a good idea because I was kind of injury prone. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Um, that I needed to go a different avenue. And if I wanted to stay with sports, you know, I, I could try sports broadcasting or sports media. And so that's what kind of got me into that. But I mean, I'm glad that I sucked at sports because if I didn't, then I wouldn't have been doing what I'm doing now. So there you go. Yeah. Do you have a job with the Hawks? I do. Uh, that's the funny thing is that I've always been so like, I've always thought that my first opportunity would be with football. And I mean, I did do football broadcasting. That was my very first thing. I did like high school football broadcasting. Okay. But uh, this Boise Hawks job, um, was interesting because it actually started as an internship. So what they did is that they have an internship program, which is called the Boise Hawks Sports Career Academy. And it's basically to help people in the Boise area that are interested in getting a sports job on like basically on the box, like on the front office type of side where it's like managing the team, managing marketing, sales, That'd be um, sick. promotions. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. So they have this academy is what they call it. And it's a paid internship program that they have for a year. And they kind of just, you know, have them go through um, all the different aspects like selling food and beverage, selling tickets, uh, doing promotions, making social media content, um, stuff like that. And so I applied and I ended up getting it. Uh, but the funny thing is, is that a week after they sent me a text and was like, hey, um, you know, we saw your portfolio and we saw your website and we've actually been scouting you for a while for um, broadcasting because they had an open broadcasting position. And they're like, we'd like to meet with you instead on the broadcasting side instead of the uh, internship. So after I applied for the internship and got it, they ended up um, kind of basically saying, oh, we've already been scouting this guy. We know he's good. Uh, and you know, he, his name popped up again. So we might as well, you know, give him this opportunity. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So I'll be doing play by play for the Hawks. So for people that are not from Boise, the, the Boise Hawks are, a, I guess it's technically minor league baseball, but I don't think they're affiliated right now. Yeah. So it's minor league baseball, but still technically professional. So yeah. I, I, Dude, when those I guys are it, good though. Yeah. Like those are real baseball players. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, last season was a down year for them, but typically they're the best in their conference. Yeah. What happened with the Hawks is interesting because they used to be affiliated with the Angels, which is my favorite team. So I was glad about that. Um, and then they used to, then they went to Chicago. That was their affiliation. And then they went to Colorado for the Rockies. Uh, and that was kind of like, you know, and they were with the Rockies, but the MLB made a rule where you can only have a certain amount of minor league affiliate teams. Yeah. And so that was an issue where they started to cut teams. And with COVID, um, that was one of the things where they decided to cut uh, the Boise Hawks. And the Hawks was like one of their – because the facilities weren't that great, stuff like that. Um, wasn't the best. Uh, so, you know, they ended up getting cut, but they went to this independent league. So they're technically an independent affiliate. So their players can sign with the team. Um, yeah. So it's kind of just like it would be like the XFL, I guess. In okay. A way. Um, 
So, Give me a couple of years, Adam. You'll be announcing for me. Yeah, um, it's it's like really interesting because um, you know uh, it's a really big it's a big step because I mean it's technically professional baseball. It's like yeah. professional. I mean it's a smaller market because it's Boise, but I mean it's a really great opportunity. I'm surprised I even got this point. Like it's pretty sick. Yeah. Is I mean, it? Are you doing radio? Yeah. So they're. Um, they're doing more like live broadcast, live live streaming. Okay. Um, I still have like to do more research on what they're using because um, I'm familiar with the stuff I use, but not really familiar with what they're using. Uh, but they're doing like live broadcasts, and I'll also be managing. I'll basically be doing like being the face and voice of voice or the uh, voice hogs. Dang. In a way, so that's that's a really awesome opportunity to be like kind of that person, like the connector. I Can guess. you get me in the press box? I mean, I could probably give you a tour of the press box if you want. No, and no, I for even, games. I want to watch a game from there. If you do, you want to watch a game in the press box? I probably yeah. could. Uh, I just, I just looked into the press box like last um, or this week, um, looking into it, seeing all the stuff, and not gonna lie, it's pretty old, but it's also really awesome because it's like you know, it's wider, it's a nicer space. Like, yeah, you get a really good view of the game too. That it's whole like, stadium is old though. It's yeah, really it's cool, really but it is old. old. I wish they could do renovations for it, but it would cost a ton of money. Yeah, like, it would cost a ton. Yeah, but I mean, I'm really it's really awesome to be there. Um, and they also give me an opportunity to where it's more like it's not like you stuck there, tied there long term, and it's more like a year to year thing. Where if I want to return next year, um, then I'm I have the opportunity to return. But also, if I wanted to expand to a different market, then I could do that as well. Okay. I played a game, like one of those little mini games between innings on the Hawks field one time. Oh, really? Yeah, we were there for a team that I coached, and um, they were looking for, for one of us, because there was a whole ton of us there. There's probably We probably had 30 people in the party, but um, yeah, they were looking for one of us to do it, and they kind of fallen told me. Oh, really? So I had to hit tennis balls off of a tee, on, and I was supposed to try to hit a truck that was driving on the warning track. And the first swing I took, they gave me three swings, but as it goes, it gets further from you because the fence is round, right? Oh, yeah. So the first one, I hit the beautiful line drive, but it was way too low to get to the truck. And then the second one was like my best swing, and it still felt short. Oh, man. And then the third one, I just took like this, the biggest, hardest swing I could possibly take. A hack, yeah. I definitely didn't embarrass myself. That's a shot, though, because they took me out there, and they were like did you play baseball? And I was like, yeah, I played in high school. And they were like, did you hit any home runs? And I said, no. And they were like, I could tell in his expression. Wow. He was like, oh, you're not going to do it. But yeah, dude, that second swing was the best swing I could have taken. And it was way short. Oof. I mean, I feel like if I would have gotten to baseball when I was a littler, I would have done decent. I feel like in when I was growing up, when people knew that I played a sport, they'd always think I played baseball. Because they just thought I looked like a baseball you do, player. Yeah. Baseball or basketball. Yeah, like, I mean, and that's also probably because of my body type. Because, like, I mean, I didn't look like a football player with how skinny I was. Yeah. And still how skinny I am. Poor Adam. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean. Hop on the C train. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, that's always what I got was, like, going to, you know, playing, like, oh, do you play baseball? And they're like, you look like you'd be good at baseball. I'm like, what does that mean? Do. Yeah. But, uh it's kind of funny. And I'm also left-handed. And they also were like, dude, you're missing out. You would have made so much money if you were good at baseball and left-handed. Like, 
Because they're you lefty. Kind of a, yeah, I'm a lefty. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, um, I mean, lefties are kind of not glorified in any sport except for baseball. Yeah. They're, like, disregarded, like, in every other sport. Pretty much. There's a couple decent ones in basketball. Harden mm-hmm. and that's about it. Is Kyrie left-handed? I think Kyrie. He might be. I think he's naturally left-handed and plays basketball right-handed. Probably. I think that sounds right or something like that. I think I heard he was ambidextrous or something. Oh, that's So maybe that is, like, he can do both. Or he just decided that he is. Yeah. Just said it. I guess. <laughs> um, but, like, even, like, football, like, left-handed quarterbacks, they just, like, typically, they just say you can't feel yeah. good. Because all the routes are backwards. You can't roll out of the pocket the same way. Yeah. And, like, you, it's, it's harder to roll, like, out on one side and throw. Because you can only roll out to, you know, your left because yeah. if you roll out to your right, you have to, like, twist your body completely right. for it. Only so. Patrick Mahomes can throw. And yeah. sometimes Aaron Rodgers across the My body. My goodness. Have you seen, like, the new baseball players where they're, like, pitchers that are pitching both hands? Yeah. That's I crazy. I think that's the future. That's so crazy. Because the um, – I guess it's been a few years now, but they, they added a rule to baseball where the really – well, any pitcher has to face at least three batters. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you definitely want, like, a lefty pitcher to face lefty hitter, righty pitcher to face righty hitter. So if you have to face three, being able to throw with both would be pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And then you can throw in back-to-back days. Well, it's also, like, I saw one clip where they were changing hands mid-bat, like, at-bat. Which, I don't know what that's allowed. I don't think so. Not in the big leagues. Yeah. Like, and, I mean, it shouldn't be allowed because you're not allowed to switch Sides that you hit, like, right. that you're hitting, you know, when you're at bat. Like, when you're at, like, the, you know, when you're at the plate, you could only, if you decide to hit left-handed, then you have to hit left-handed for the whole at bat. You can't, like, right. you're like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm going switch, to switch to the right side. Like, That'd be nice. Yeah, like, and I'm a, you, you shouldn't be able to do that for, um, you know, pitching, too. I don't right. know how that would work, too, because you have the glove. So, like... They've got they the, their own, like, weird custom gloves that can actually go in both hands. Really? Yes. Yeah, so they But just, then you have to, like, you have to switch hands. You have to switch the glove, put it on yeah. the other hand. Like, you couldn't do that at the same at-bat. Like, be there, there is a movement to, um, like, the starting pitchers throwing less and less innings and the relievers are throwing mm-hmm. more and more. So, eventually, I think there won't be really starting pitchers. They'll so throw, like, two or three innings. Yeah. And then I think it'll be beneficial to be able to throw with both hands so that you can throw two days in a row. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, and I think that might be – I mean, baseball's changing quite a bit. Do you hear about yeah. the new uh, – where they can't shift? The Yes. There's a ton of rules this year. Yeah, like I know the biggest one um, – and there is a loophole already for this where you can't – you have – like the infield you can only stay um, in the infield. And you have to, like, for the shortstop, you have to stay within third and second. Mm-hmm. And for the, the second baseman, you have to stay within second and first. Right. Like, Two guys on each side. Yeah, you can't have, um, you can't have like, you know, everyone on one side. But what I saw, I think it was the Red Sox, what they did was they brought their left fielder over. Mm-hmm. And they pulled the left fielder over to, like, the, like, right in between the second baseman and, like, the right fielder. To be like an extra, yeah. <laughs> it was like an extra shortstop right out there, and they just like only you know try to close off that side, and it's like, dude, what? And you can't really make a rule against that. Yeah, you can't be like, okay, you have to have one outfielder on each side of the second base back because then you just move your center fielder over. Yeah, like I mean, 
It's it's so strange. I'm like, what in the... Yeah. <laughs> it's... Well, I was so excited for... I'm going to get a lot of hate for this for, like, from quote-unquote real baseball fans, but I was really excited for the quicker games. Yeah. And then yesterday was opening day, and we're Cardinals fans because we're from St. Louis, and the game took three and a half hours. Wow. It was Dude. like, that was my whole day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so funny because... Um, I I absolutely hate the old heads that are like, oh, they're ruining baseball, and it's like, yeah. no, like, I mean, some of the some of the changes are like, I don't know how I feel about the automated pitch, like, you know, the, the strike time. zone, Automa- oh, or automated yeah. strike zone. Uh, I don't know if how, how I feel about that because, like, I mean, some are like blatant, like bad misses, mm-hmm. and that's stupid. Like, yeah, but it's also like it kind of makes it cool where it's like you know you give some take some. Where, you know, sometimes you get saved by a pitch where it's like it should have clearly been a, it should have been a strike like it hit it caught the corner but they call it a ball yeah and it's like you know it's it feels good if that's your team but then it's also like on the other side where like if you're if you're a pitcher and like or your team's pitching and he hits and he he throws something absolutely nasty and it catches the corner and it like it counts as a ball. And then it's just like, dude, come on. I have a lot of thoughts on this. So I actually, I made a Twitter for the podcast today. Yeah. And I just tweeted this. I'm changing my opinion because in the first podcast I did, I was like, I do not want automated strike zones because I was a pretty good defensive catcher. Mm-hmm. So being able to frame and trick the umpire was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But man, I was watching the, the Cardinals game yesterday. I think we were maybe losing by one. I retweeted it, so I'm trying to find it. Here's one strike. Or, it wasn't even freaking remotely close. Oh, is this the one I saw? I'm pretty sure this was the one I saw. Where, where is it? Oh. I'm new to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's like... But, dude, this pitch missed by... Like was it the one inches? that was right out here? Yeah. Like, yeah, I saw that, and it was not even close, and he no. called it a he called it a strike. Yeah, and it and was, it was a like, rally killer, too. What? It yeah. It should have been 2-0. Oh. That's a lot different than 1-1. One one. Yeah, and especially because it's more higher stakes at that point. Cause, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're down 2-1, and one, you're typically going to throw something, at least a strike at that point. Right. And, you know, strikes are obviously hittable. Like, I mean, balls... You know, Unless your so. name is Quinn Wheatley, then it's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. still not hittable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I mean, oh, it's it's really rough, and it's like if you do that. And plus, did you see um, Real Muto's uh, ejection in the spring? Yeah, that, that was, was hilarious. Stupid. I did that a couple times, and I was like, okay, it's kind of awkward, but well, they they even saw their like lips, and Real Muto was like, I didn't know you gave me the ball. He's like, how am I supposed to know? Yeah. And the the umpire's like, I don't know. And then he even says that. He says, uh, Remuto was like, how was I supposed to know that you gave me the ball? Because I couldn't feel it. Right. And then he's the, the ump's like, I don't know. And he still counts the ejection. So he admitted that he was wrong. Like, it was a stupid ejection. Yet, he like... Good thing it was spring. Yeah, like, it was, that's, that's rough. If that like, would have happened in October, there would have been some hands, some fists thrown. Yeah, I know. Like, that would have been rough, especially because he's a really good player. And oh, like, yeah. It's, that's, oh my goodness, but, oh. Baseball's well, changing. Yep, definitely, but, man. Certain, oh, um, 
We're going to revert back to like 40 minutes ago. What okay. was the third high school you... So you went... Oh, I went to Eagle. California, Meridian, or, Eagle. Yeah. Okay. Eagle's the third one. Did I, you just go to Eagle for one year? I went there too. I went okay. junior and senior year. Um, and I actually really liked it. Uh, people said they always hated it at Eagle, but for me, I was a big fan. And I was like, you know, I actually like it here. And I actually enjoyed going there. Um, playing sports there, you know, walking the halls, loved it. You know, it did look kind of like a prison-esque type of, it gave off a prison-esque vibe. Not like a mental hospital like Centennial does. Centennial was actually structured and like designed by someone who made a mental institution. Oh, that's crazy. And like, you could kind of tell, like, because <laughs> it looks like that. Like, yeah. it looks like a mental institution, but yeah, equal kind of looks like a jail or like a prison. But I mean, I still loved it. I don't know. I don't know if it was because like it was my choice because I got to choose to go to Eagle. I didn't really choose as much uh, to go to Meridian or probably um, go to other schools. I would kind of just go there. Um, and I also kind of feel like it was more of a personality fit with like um, all the people are so unmotivated at uh, at like Meridian and like the mm-hmm. mentality at Eagle, especially for sports, was to be the best. Like, and obviously. We we lost in the playoffs both times I was there for football, but like that was like the that was the the goal was to be the best. Like at Meridian, it was kind of just like if you like they didn't really try to be the best. It was like right. if they weren't good at sports, they just like blamed everyone else and passed the blame. That's how it was at my first high school. We, uh, they were also really good at baseball, but it was like it wasn't cool to try. Yeah, like if you put effort into something, you kind of got made fun of. Yeah, and it's like. And you could even tell, like, my the practices from Los Osos and, like, my first high school and Meridian for football were horrible. Like, all the practices were really bad. And, like, the coaches would even say that. They're like, these practices are awful. And then when I went to Eagle, they were really good practices. Like, it was all crispy, clean, like, crisp. You could tell, like, even with on uh, teams, you can tell when a team is going to be good based on the practices. Oh, because yeah. the practices are just smooth. They're great. They work well. They flow. People know what they're doing. They don't um, mess around. Like, it's, I mean, there's messing around, like, just joking and stuff. But, like, you know what you're doing. There's a mission. There's a goal. And they work towards it. It's not, like, you know, consistently messing up and, like, consistently being off track. Stuff like that. So I'm definitely a believer in being able to win or lose games in the warm-ups. Yeah. Like, I think you have to be locked in, especially because everything's a mental game. Yeah. Like, everything's mental. Um, and if you are able to get mentally locked in, even at practice, like, you're you're way better off. And, like, even with coaching, too. Like, coaching, bad coaching can make a really great team horrible, and a really great coach can make a really bad team great. True. Like, uh, we've seen that so many time and time again. Like, and if you can, if you're a really good coach, and you can, like corral practice and make practice really great then your team's gonna be way better off yeah like, but it's hard in uh especially little league sports to find good assistant coaches yeah like you can't you can't just have one good coach and like have 13 kids be productive for an hour and a half yeah it's so that was that was the challenge for some of the teams that like i've been around is even if you have one coach that's putting effort into it and knows what they're talking about. It takes the whole about. team. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. But, oh, man, I can see myself getting into coaching, but it's not really for a bit. Cool. What it? position did you play in football? Uh, everything. Okay. I played 
Um, well, in tackle, I played lineman because <laughs> I was like really that was when I was younger because uh, I was like three years older than everyone else, so it didn't uh-huh. really matter. Um, I played both offensive de- defensive linemen. I played running back in flag football and a little bit in tackle. Uh, I played receiver for, you know, both flag and tackle. Uh, I actually never played safety. That was one or kicker or punter. Like you'd be a good football coach. You played all these positions. Yeah. I played quite a few. I mean, for our intramural team for, um, like Sigeb, I literally have been like, I was coaching them and every single play that we ran properly, we did well on. And every single play that they didn't line up right or they ran the wrong route, it went poorly. Dude, you should coach football. Dude, I told – well, I told them. I'm like, I'm going to start – I'm going to actually, like, write a place for our intramural team. And I'm going to try to help us win. Like, and the, the competition doesn't look, like, good, so – in my opinion. So I think that if we did actually have a proper plan and a game plan, we would be able to win. Like, when I started actually stepping in and helping them coach or, like, coaching them and calling their plays – we, uh, it was 20 zip, 20 zip. And once the end of the game happened, it was 27 to zip. So we only, in a full half, we, they only scored one touchdown. And we didn't, well, I mean, we didn't score, but we ended up driving. Uh, and the only reason we didn't score was because on the last play, it would be a turnover when they didn't run the play right. Only like, Adam Bridges would brag about not scoring. <laughs> like, I mean, it was... Dude, we got so much It was better, better than 20 scoring. zip. Like, I mean, 7-0 versus 20-0. I mean, True. I'm taking that. True. Especially with no preparation off the bat. Like, yeah. And the one score was a, a pick six. They didn't even score oh. on defense. Like, on defense, I like... Dude, I was cooking on defense. <laughs> like... Whew. You would love it. It's so cool. Yeah, I like, think I, I would coached. enjoy it, but... I've coached the same, pretty much the same group of kids from when we moved here in 2018 until this season, mm-hmm. and they're all they're all playing in the high school program now. It's been so cool to watch them grow. Yeah, it's really neat. I think it's really cool too. Like even like as like a aspect where if you coach them and they become like a MLB star or something. Oh, or... I don't think I'll have any of those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. Like there could be like someone that's like really great, and then like. I don't know. And then all of a sudden you could be like, oh, yeah, I coach them. Yeah. Or, like, even just sparking, like, their path. Like, you know, you never know, like, what impact you've had on people. Because people typically don't ever go back to you and go, like, yo, this actually made me um, have a, a love for sports. And that love for sports helped me make a multi million dollar sports company. Yeah. Like, well, that's true. We always just thought, like, at the end of the season, we'd ask, are you going to play baseball again next year? And if they said yes, you've done your job. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Just got to get them to keep playing. What? You just got to get them to keep playing. Oh, yeah. And, like, I mean, that's that's what you could ask for. Like, yeah. Just at least have them uh, give back the opportunity that you got when you're littler to play. So. You got anything else you want to bring up on the podcast? Um... I think that, you know, this has been a pretty fun episode. You know, we've been... We covered a lot of topics right there. A lot of topics. You know, this is basically what it's like to be on, like, you know, my show where we just, like, talk about random... The last episode, we didn't even have a script. We just went off of what else on the top of our brains. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really fun because you could just... I mean, you're not, like, constricted to anything, so... Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, really fun time. Nice. You want to shout yourself out? Where can people find you? Yeah, so uh, my personal account is the Adam Bridges. Uh, that's basically on any of my personal accounts. For my show, uh, sports and stuff, everything, um, including Twitter, or no, not Twitter, including TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, anything. If you look up sports in stuff, and that's like sports dash in, like the letter in dash stuff, um, you can find me there. Or on any pot, like on any social media, it's sports and stuff show. Uh, and on Twitter, it's SNS underscore show. So. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, I've got um, – we're on Twitter now. And oh, yeah. We're on, we don't use our Twitter. We don't really? use it. Yeah. I think it'll just be good for, like, retweeting stuff because people yeah. – a lot of people see stuff that you retweet. So I think that'll be a good marketing tool. <laughs> oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you – sorry to extend it now that we're, like, at the ending. Oh, no. But – um. Have you done, like, you have a sweatshirt, but do you, like, do giveaways or anything with stuff with your logo or stickers or anything like that where more people would see it? Yeah, um, we're working on a, we're going to give it a giveaway at 500 subscribers for YouTube. Um, we've done giveaways before where we, we even, like, when we first started, this one person, like, they were being really supportive of us, so we're like, you know what, I just want to give you a hoodie, so... We actually, one of our very first fans, we gave them a hoodie and we signed them. We signed it because they wanted it. Oh, that's cool. So, um, that's a good idea. Yeah, we have uh, this one guy and we signed, like, it was a black hoodie. It had our logo in, like, the little corner. And Carter and I both signed it. Uh, there you go. So that was pretty cool. But I don't know how how lasted, you know, that signature lasted because it was a Sharpie. So I don't know if it actually <laughs> lasted to the wash. A, I have a, a shirt from a band that they all signed in Sharpie. Really? Like, did it last like I mean, after you like, washed it? Probably seven or eight years. Really, it's oh. really faint now, but it's not getting worse. Mm. Like oh, that's the pretty first cool. couple times I washed it, it really like took a hit. But the last the last few times I've worn it, it's looked the same. Oh damn! So you might be in luck. It might still yeah, be maybe. There. Yeah, it was like a it was a silver sharpie, so it was like oh, okay. You know, so that maybe. might be worse. I know. Yeah, <laughs> it just turns the whole the whole hoodie like silver or something. Yeah. But. All right, well, thanks for all the advice, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a really awesome, really fun time, but yeah. I'll probably have this up tomorrow. But Yeah, I said, usually I could do it the same night, but I put on Twitter today that it'll be 24 hours, and I have to wait until tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, um, it just gives you more time to kind of work on it, too. You know, don't want to rush it, so. Right. Well, thanks again. Awesome. Thank you for having me.